It's lovely to see you this morning. Really thank you for asking me to share the message about could we, could this be the home that the city needs? That's a question for us to ask. It's an interesting question. First, before I start the sermon, I'd like to ask you, you know, all of you to, you know, feedback. If you understand, can you ha can you put your hand up? If your hand up, or point at people. If it's um, if you're okay. So here's the first question. All right. So I want you to put your hands up. Right. You'll be able to see the words on there. Sorry. So home. You can see that there. So when you see the home, what does it make you feel? When you see the word home there, what does it make you? So can you give me a word back? Let me know what you're thinking. Put your hands up. Let me know what do you think when you see the word home. Safe. Don't be shy, it's all right, you can share. Rest. Secure. Love. Family. Comfort. Warm, warm like with the fire, you know, it's coming to winter, we want it to be warm, that's right, yeah. So we've got different ideas, different feedback coming. So I asked my wife what she said when she, what does she feel when we talk about home? And she feels safe, comfortable, at rest, peace, the space at home. Also about myself, I thought that I would add things like, you know, we get privacy, we feel like we belong, we feel like we're um, comfortable and we can socialize at home with our family. And that's what I imagine when we're at home. So last week I went to work with a deaf blind person and he had an operation on his eye and oh gosh, he was really terrified about having that. So I went with him. So I was his deaf blind interpreter and then he had his operation, he was put to sleep and then when he woke up, he had his recovery. But within half an hour straight away, he said, I want to go home now. You know, it was like, now I want to go home. It's like, well, <laughs> you can't wait for like four hours at least before you can go home. And then, but he realized with him, he really valued home. It was really important for him. That was his experience of wanting to be at home. So for that deaf blind person, his home, you know, with his facial expression, for him, that meant that he felt home was a safe place. He felt like he belonged at home. He felt like that was a familiar place for him because, you know, the hospital was strange. It's a different bed, different people. He wanted to go home because that was a safe place to be. And that's really interesting that straight away that's what he wanted to do. And that's the same for us. We could relate to that, that maybe for us, you know, we work away for long hours or we go on visits and trips, holidays, and then home, we're not at home, but feel inside that we want to go back home. Like home, we feel homesick and we want to go back home and we feel Feel like there's strength and a strength um, of attachment when we're at home. So how does it link for us at church? You know, church, so our home church, you know, through our spiritual journey and that, so if we're reading through Ephesians chapter 2, so there are five points that I want to make linked to that. It's useful to help us to have a look at this when we're looking through Ephesians chapter 2. And there are practical things that we can get from that when we're thinking about home and church. So the first point, the first verse that all of us are part of the church, we're included, including the Jews and the Gentiles, 
Yeah, there's so many different people. We're all included. Jesus said through Paul, he said, all of us are included. So that's all of us. We're all different. We're all diverse, but it includes deaf, hearing, whatever age we are, whatever background we have, all of that diversity. First verse in Ephesians 2 says that we are all part of the church. We're all part of this home. Why did he write that? He wrote that because the background at that time when Jesus came, the Jews were in one um, camp and, you know, the Christian church was different. That started in and that started to grow through the Gentiles. So the Jews and the Gentiles, they weren't together. They were separated. There was like a wall of divide between them. So Paul's writing to them to say that we are all included. The Jews and the Gentiles both are together. That's the aim in Christ is that all of us are part of his family. We're all the same through the Holy Spirit. So it means that we're just one Christian fellowship. So we should feel that the Holy Spirit within us is the same. We should have that connection and feel the same through Christ. And we should feel at home with each other. Especially in Birmingham. So it's one of the most diverse cultural cities in the UK. The, with the religion, race, the languages, it's so diverse. But through Christ, he makes it possible for us for our kingdom on earth in Birmingham to become our spiritual home. It's possible for that to happen for us. I'd like to give you an example, a picture of, you know, what separation is like. So have a look at this image. So this, November 9th, 30 years ago. Do you remember the story about the German wall? The west and the east, the separation that was there? Only 30 years ago this happened. That's in my lifetime. I thought it was way back. But no, it's only in our lifetime, only 30 years ago. And they've been through that division and through politics and all of that, their diversity and the differences. But through that process, they felt separated. Yeah, so they were, couldn't reach over and they were making holes in the wall to try and talk to each other. Some people, relationships, they're on different sides and so they couldn't, they would kiss through the wall, they have to make holes because, you know, inside there'd be a connection but because of the divide, they were separated. So then when the wall came down, they were united and it became one country again. That's a metaphor that's the same with the Jews and the Gentiles. It's like that, that separation that happened. But through Christ, they were unified and we made it happen. They would be together. So that's the first point for you. The second point is that we are members of his family, of God's family. So the word member, what does it mean to us? And maybe you might have a different thought about what member actually means. But we've got, um, the word member is used by Riverside Church quite often and the word belong. But if we're going to add I-N-G to belong, so it's belonging. I feel like there's two different meanings there. So to belong is like you've joined it, so you know, once you've joined and that's it. You do that once. Like at home, you get a certificate, put it on the ward, I'm a member of the church, that's great. It's official now and that's it. Or belonging 
which is an action word, it's a verb, it's an activity, you have to keep going, it's an ongoing thing. So I think I'm more part of a belonging with Riverside and it's an active thing that we have to keep doing. So God's family with us, it's an activity, being a member, being part of his family here, that's what we are, we're belonging. But why member? Why are we a member of the family? Because that helps us to grow, we can learn, we can support each other, we can encourage each other, and we can pray together, we can worship together, fellowship, community. There are so many things that we can do as being members of God's family, and that's being an active member of the church. And Christ for us, his spiritual, we're accepting that he is our spiritual home, that's really important. How did the idea start? How do, how do we think it started? Unity, uniting, uni uniting us from heaven through Christ Jesus coming down and he came to earth. And he was going to break the tradition, to break the old culture, to break the Jews and the Gentiles, that separation. He broke that and he brought that together so that we could be united with each other. So heaven, so Jesus is king of, of heaven. He came and he came down to earth so he could be the king here. So we could, that metaphor of Jesus Christ, so we could follow his metaphor and that his uniting us meant that we could have that unity with him in heaven and that connection between heaven and earth. That's part of Riverside Church, that we are united with heaven through earth in Birmingham. You know, outside people not yet haven't experienced heaven and Christ. And, but when they come here and they can see it, they can see us witness the church, see the Holy Spirit, and they can feel like, oh, there is something here. There is a, we are a powerful witness to the people out there that they can see what it is that the Holy Spirit can do with us. The third point, corner, I sign corner, like that, like a corner of something, so corner, stone, so I'll sign with my fist on there, but why? Jesus isn't the corner, so the sign is strange in, in VSL, but the interpretation of a cornerstone, maybe you've heard many times the cornerstone, but actually what does that really mean, the cornerstone? So Jesus Christ himself, he's our true cornerstone. So from him, he's the foundation. He's become, from him setting up and coming here for the first time, he is our foundation. He is the firm foundation. The song that we sang earlier, so it's Christ alone, I won't be shaken. Yeah, I follow Christ alone because he is the cornerstone. It's about him. If we try to remove the corner, the building will be shaky, the building will be strange, and we'll feel a bit unsteady. But the cornerstone, that is what is our foundation. Another picture that will maybe help you understand and make it make sense. <laughs> Do you know this game? Yeah, I'm sure you all know this game. How do we start to build? Yeah, you have to start from the bottom. Or when you're stacking it up and you're pulling it in, you have to start from the bottom even when you're packing away. Always first, you have to start at the bottom and build it up. Always we have to start at the corner, the first part, and then we build across, then we get our foundations, and then we build up. And then when we play the game, 
if you try, I try, I try my way. <laughs> it's a bit thick I am sometimes. Start at the bottom and try and take one out. What's going to happen? It's going to get wobbly. It's going to get shaky. They have another go. They're teasing and they pull one out and then it starts to wobble even more and you're taking a massive risk and then it will collapse. So that's a metaphor is the same for me. You know, as a person, if Christ is our cornerstone and I'll try my own way because I think I know he's there and I know he's fine, but I'm going to carry on and try and do it myself. And it's the same as being at the bottom of a Jenga game and you just take something out of the bottom and you just, you know, that metaphor of actually, if you haven't got Christ in your life, things are going to be shaky. But if you've got Christ in your life and you've got that firm foundation, you're not going to be shaky. You'll be secure. And I hope that picture will help you to understand how it's important that Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of your life and of our lives and that we persevere with him. So through our church life, we can get help and that our Holy Spirit and with Jesus in Christ, with Christ Jesus in us, we will not be shaken. Have you got it so far? Are you all right? Okay. The fourth point. The word that I was reading from the NLT Bible translation. So I was reading that. So they had the word that meant carefully. So it means that together we need to be carefully joined. I never saw the word carefully before in other translations. I was reading, I thought, oh, it says carefully joined together. So we thought, oh, actually, is the church just thrown together and it will be fine? It's like, no, I thought that would be the same, but we need to be careful. And that was interesting to me. It made me think. And that's part of where we need to keep going with Christ and get wisdom from him and, and think about others and our needs and actions and be responsible for how we contribute to the church, especially my example, to be careful so I felt like when I asked to talk about our spiritual home, like maybe mine's different, what, because I'm deaf. So I use sign language, I have my own culture. So you're hearing, you use spoken language, which is English. So we need to think carefully about how do we work together. So through two languages, it's not easy, but through Riverside experience, as, you know, for 15 years here, we've been part of Riverside and the Riverside team and thinking carefully about what we need and the language if you're deaf and the culture and having a conversation and then having full support and having opportunities, having space, the building. So that meant that we can carefully join together through here or and also through your own language. So that means that we can meet each other's needs. And that's my experience of how, you know, Riverside have thought carefully and been wise about, you know, with the different communities and how we can work together and have been doing that successfully over many years. So again, for you, just think carefully. What does that mean? And there's another picture for you to have a look at. I love pictures because it's part of deaf mind to be able to see pictures. So I'll see things like a picture in my head and I'll see it like that and then interpret that picture. And that's my way of understanding things. So here's another picture for you to see. Join together. Can you see the bricks in the background of that picture of the, and the cement there? And the builder 
has to be careful with the bricks, with the cement. It's got to be just perfect. If he's not careful, then oh dear, the building's not going to be stable at all. So all the cement, there's going to be too much. He's got to be really precise and take his time and then build it up and then make sure that he's got a really good, clear building. So I've got lots, he's lots of practice at building and, and that's how we can relate to our Christian life. The first thing is, the builder has to be careful with the mixture, with the cement mixture, the sand, the cement, the water. He's got to be careful about how he mixes, if the right colour, the right um, density, the right thickness. He's got to be careful. And that metaphor for us is that we need to be careful about our backgrounds, about, you know, the different backgrounds that we have and when we mix together to become Riverside members. We need to think about that, about the diversity of our people. The same, the second one, the builder has to be careful about the measurements. If the house is measured and it's too big, that's a problem. <laughs> the surveyor is going to come up and say, you've got to start again. It's going to be collapsed. You've got to make sure that the measurements are absolutely accurate. And that's the same for us. We've got to measure ourselves, our abilities, our skills, our experiences. We need to think and assess about when we bring that together, you know, through our different experiences, how we can use those. The third one is about timing. The builder needs to be careful about the timing, how he builds, because if he's building and he builds too quickly and he builds really high and leaves it, then comes back tomorrow, maybe it's going to affect the weight of the pressure of the building and that's going to be a problem. So he's got to be careful to make sure that it's dry and the cement's dry and then stop and then start again. It's important that he take his, takes his time. And that's the same for us because we need to make time for each other for our own needs, you know, for individuals, we need some patience, you know, sometimes we can be, you know, we need to be patient about each other's needs, about God's time, your time, that's all incredibly important. Also, colour is important, the right colour of the bricks, yeah, the right colour of the cement, it's got to be right, so we need to show the people what they want when they've got their house completed, and that's the same for us in terms of colours, because we are very colourful, our race, our clothes, our style, yeah, it's all, but it needs, God created us, and his Holy Spirit created us in his image, and that's important for us to build us for it all to be level, we don't want it to be wonky, it needs to be level and precise in that way. And that's the same for us in about our different levels. Our age, our education, our background. We've got so many different experiences. And through Christ, he makes us all at the same level. And the last one that I want to share, the weather. The weather's really important as well. Because the builder can't build if it's raining a heavy storm. He has to leave it alone. And for us... The weather is our, are our emotions. Every day we have different emotions. We might be going up and down. We might be going through different experiences, different storms. Some storms we have to go through and some storms we need to just stop and just, you know, for our personal reasons and our emotions, which are different, we might have to stop and stop and talk to people and have empathy for people so that we can together go through that storm and that we can encourage each other and support each other through it. So all together, we are joined together. So it's, you know, we have to do this carefully, but it sounds simple. But when you think about all those different options and the more you think about it, the more you have to be mindful and more you have to be wise and think, you know what, we need to think about 
how we can be joined and how we can build together carefully. That's love, that's real care and wisdom. Number five, the verse, it's the last line of that verse about diversity, also about unity, both of them. So who created diversity and unity? Who? That was Christ Jesus. You know, when he, Jesus came and the women weren't equal at that time, the Gentiles and the Samaritans, they were seen as lower than the low. The army was powerful. The Pharisees, they were higher. The poor were weak. And Jesus came and he made all of us equal. He broke that tradition, that cultural thing. He recognized the diversity, recognized the needs of everybody. And he brought everyone together and made it possible for us to be united through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus created that and made us, he promoted that uni unity and said it's possible. And what about today? Now we're in the household. We have our foundation. We are building this. Are we perfect? Are we aiming for perfection? So yes, we are aiming for perfection. But if we think we are perfect, it's never going to happen. The best attitude to have and the best beatitude of Christ is that I will I will be willing and I will try. It's the process of developing and trying to become perfect. But without the process, if we're looking for perfection now, it's never going to happen. But we get perfection through the process and by just trying to do what Christ wants us to do. Some people will say, I don't want a perfect says. They're looking for a perfect church. And I'll let you know, you're never going to find a perfect church. Only perfection is through Jesus Christ. It's through him, his teaching, his teaching us humility. That's perfect, Jesus, but we're never going to find a perfect church. I want you to, I want to encourage you and to think about other people out there and maybe their perception of church is that you have to be perfect to join. But <laughs> no, and that's impossible. If you're at the hospital and you were perfect, there'll be no injuries. Why, why would you build a hospital? They should just be closing their hospitals because everybody that went there, you know, would be um, fine. But the hospital is built for a purpose, for ill people that are there and then you go and you are healed. But that's the same as the church. It's for anybody. If they're a lost soul, if they're not satisfied with life, they're looking for something, you can say, this is a good church. Not perfect. It's happy to be open to you, for you to explore, for you to be welcome, to ask questions. We've got an open door. We are flexible for you. That's a powerful witness to say you can come here to the home of Riverside and have a think about how you can pray and let people know and invite people to church. The word H-O-M-E. I want you to you know, summarize for yourselves what that means and what that means for you and how we become um, a home for people and how we make people feel welcome at church. So the skill for H is hospitality, that skill of hospitality, caring for people. I remember a long time ago when that person, you know, encouraged and welcomed me into church. And I just felt that really privileged that I had that attention and that I felt like I belonged to the church when that happened. And you yourself think, be active about 
involving people and how you want them to feel involved and you know feeling like they belong here so hospitality is incredibly important a really important tool the second one oh outreach outreach doesn't happen here only okay also outreach through the community out there your neighbors your friends family at work students anybody that is out there earlier andy said he was thinking about three people to pray for this week from 11.02 I've been thinking about that who will I pray for and which three people and that's part of your outreach and have a think everything this week ask and pray and plan about that M for us that's about being members being a member is really important being part of the body of Christ all different people but we're all different parts of the body but we're all members of the same church E is encouragement encouragement for life so Paul was writing and he said run the race focus on what can we strip away all the all that's unnecessary and just look at the prize and just keep going and encourage people to keep running that race because if you look at people who are saying you can't do it and you feel discouraged and think that they're right it's like no you just focus on what you're doing encourage that you can win the race be encouraged and that's for us we need encouragement through life and that's a summary for your sort of think about and take with you for home at closing with the sermon i want you to think about the word welcome When's the last time you really felt welcomed? Have you think about that? Was it yesterday, last week, when that person came to you and, you know, how did you feel? Your thoughts of and feelings of welcome, you know, what about those? Try and think about other people out there and their experience of being feeling welcome. So that will encourage you to think, you know, this is how I felt when I was, this is how I felt when I was welcomed, and this is how I want other people to feel as well. And how do you start to feel really as if you are belonging to the church? And that will start to help each other to care and think about others and look after others, and that's part of your outreach, and that will make you feel as if you belong here even more. Have a think about who, not yet, but yeah, who's not yet part of Riverside or Word of Hands. They're not yet sort of coming. Have a think about those people who aren't here yet. And this week, there's an opportunity for you to do what? Have a prayer about them, talk to God about them and plan, you know, plan to meet up, invite them, go and visit them. Also, you know, what actions are you going to um, do to help that happen? Yeah, because you can do this. That's an example of being part of an example of how Jesus Christ helped us. Maybe we need more welcoming. <laughs>